Thank you for listening to the Streams Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community that strives to know Jesus and make Him known. If you like our podcast, subscribe and leave us a great rating on Apple Podcast. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy. Hi. Hi. That some a, a, a sweet little medley was playing as I rose to the stage. Did you hear that? Thank you. I was I wasn't even asking for that, but thank you, Kristen. Thank you so much. You. I, yes, <laughs> so good. Um, as I was sitting there during worship, I just, so this is just off the cuff, I just had this image of how big our God is. And I saw myself and many of you like a ladder standing up. Like I just vision this for me. I'm very visual. If you don't know that already, <laughs> imagine like big old God. And there's a ladder going up to his heart. And we're all just like trying to rung up on, on each rung, trying to get to his heart. And I just saw the church take their ear and put it right up to his chest to hear his heart beat. And I, I, I know for a fact that this is the hour that we have to hear God's heart beat. We have to hear it. And as she's talking about the night of lament and giving and all the things that the Bible teaches about, if we can't hear God's heart, then we're not in the right place. Because when we hear God's heart, what's so cool about hearing God's heart is we don't just hear it for ourselves, but naturally we hear it for others. I love streams. I I wish I could literally, I wish I I could hug the whole church. (laughs) I don't have big enough arms. You guys are amazing. And I just want you to push in further. Please keep hearing God's heart. For those of you that do this excellently, and I see it, thank you. Thank you for hearing God's heart. For those of you that are trying to get up the rungs to get to his heart, thank you for attempting and working on getting to his heart. Ryan, thank you for leading us. Like I feel like worship is like a little buddy boost up to his heart. Don't you feel that? been so good. I'm so thankful for these two coming and serving here. Has this not been such a blessing to our house? Man, I could go off about the leadership here. Isaac is doing an amazing job. Danielle helping him, like hearing God's heart for our youth, hearing God's heart. And that's all Sean and I do. Like we always talk about like We don't care our plans. Our plans, our desires, our things do not matter for this congregation. The only thing that matters to us is that we are hearing God's heart for this body of believers. That's it. So I come to you today, and I'm about to break open the heart of God, in my opinion, right now in this season, for the children of streams and the youth of streams. So I'm going to ask you, please have an open heart. I know this is not some big, like, teaching moment. You'll probably, you're going to be like, I've heard this sermon. Good. You're going to hear it again today. Is that okay with you guys? (laughs) You should read the Bible more than once. So if you, if this is too elementary for you, if this is too low-end teaching, well, I'm not going to say I'm sorry, because we need these reminders. So... I'm going to start with my favorite. Have you guys, one of my favorite stories. I've loved children my whole life, even when I was young, and my dad can attest to this. In elementary school, I never went to recess. I would go into the special needs class, and I would help the little Down syndrome kids who I absolutely loved. 
they were like the best. They loved me when no one else did. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. I didn't have to do much, but they always loved me. And so my whole life, I just, I would play teacher at home. I'd set all my stuffed animals up and be like, okay, guys, open your books. You don't have movable arms? I don't care. You know, like, so I, I love, I've always had a heart to teach young hearts. I've always had a heart. And when I got to be a mom, that was like my, the biggest high five to Jesus ever. Because now I have like two children <laughs> that I can just raise. All, they're like mine. I can like make them do chores. It's so cool. <laughs> they listen to me. It's an, you know, it's so great. It's like I always have an audience to laugh at my jokes. It's so wonderful. And now Lily is at the age where she's actually making me laugh so hard where I start crying. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I taught her well. <laughs> Anyways, that's side note. So let me show you this depiction, a picture we've probably all seen of Jesus with the children. We all know this story. I'm going to actually read it today. It's in Mark. And I was looking at this photo and in such a humorous way, I thought, this isn't at all, in my opinion, what children look like. This is a better depiction of what I see today's children look like. <laughs> they're wild, they're crazy, they're pulling hair. Okay, this, Sean was such a great, and look at Kinsley, she's like so into this. She's so into this. I need to give her a dollar. Anyways, for real, the children that we are seeing today are vastly different than the children that we saw 50 years ago. Things have changed. Our kids have changed. Their atmosphere and what they are introduced to have changed. So the church needs to change, but not the message behind the church. Not the gospel. The gospel never changes. Jesus sitting there with all the crazy students and kids doesn't change. His love for them doesn't change. But something does have to change, and I want to talk about that today. So the first thing I want to do is, can we pray real quick so I get into, can get into this? Lord, will you be with this message? Will you open our hearts to your heart as we climb up that tall ladder and just nestle in to hearing your heartbeat? Can we not only hear your heartbeat, but understand your heartbeat and implement it in this service, in this day, in this season, in this month, and forever, Lord? Amen. So what does Beyond Sunday look from the kids' church perspective? Because as we've been talking to, our new little mantra, right, is connect with Jesus. Thank you, Sean. Sean's the only one that knows it. Good. We're, we're really, we're going to have to do this a couple more weeks. <laughs> connect with Jesus. Connect with others beyond Sunday. So that is applicable in children's church, too. And that is what I want to share with you, the heart I feel that God is moving in kids' church. So. Let's open up scripture. Can we hit a little Mark 10? Here we go. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And then he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. I love this it's three, it's literally three verses, but it's beautiful. Because we get the instant heart of God for kids. The instant heart for God. And so I'm going to go through three points. That's it, I know. I was going to do 17, but I kept it to three. Um, 
And the first part is I want to talk about is that parents understood the importance of bringing their children to Jesus. Do you realize that the very first part of the scripture is that the parents, the people that are rearing these children, were bringing the kids to Jesus. It was not the children just running, oh, there's Jesus, let's go. They needed, the children needed to be brought to our Savior. Now, what's interesting about this is in my mind, I think about how, why did these parents know that these kids needed to be blessed by Jesus? They must have been listening to the heart of God. In that moment, they must have known that there's nothing more special or better for their lives than to interact with Jesus. Foundationally, we have to start there. If we don't understand that the only thing our kids actually need is the iPhone 14, the only thing our children actually need is Jesus. And if we as parents don't lead the way to Jesus, we are already failing them. If you are not talking about Jesus in your home and it's only a Sunday thing, Sean's going to talk about that next week. I'm just going to talk to you about that real quick. We need to know that before we can go on. The second thing that's really cool is it's important. Oh, not yet. I'm not. Wait, hold on. Whoa, I didn't even get to my bullet points. Jeez, you want me to hurry up? I will. Okay, the, the importance of inviting other kids, because here's the, here's the crutch that we have in our society. Many kids don't have parents like y'all that bring them to Jesus. But there's a lot of people, my educators in the house, thank you for what you do. How many little hands and hearts do we hold that need to be led to Jesus? We have to be inviting children to Jesus and youth to Jesus. They're not going to get there without a little assistance. Thirdly, the importance of bringing Jesus to our children. It's not just, oh, let's invite them to church and that's what we got. We have to go be Jesus into the community. Um, I, I, uh, did anybody do the whole high, sc- like high school, junior high, a live club or the Christian club in school? Anybody have that in school? High I went to public school. Um, I like to tote that I was prom queen. You can fact check that. I know you're probably surprised. I was the tallest prom queen that ever hit Yucaipa, California. Um, Prom king, don't worry, was short. Um, It was fine. In high school, we had a Christian club. Do you know that I researched around our cities? There's not much of that going on anymore. What is happening? What is happening? I'm nervous. I'm nervous because the small amount of influence that little club had mattered to my walk. It mattered to my life. I got to use my giftings there for the first time. I think I sang with um, Christopher Samper, now a renowned worship leader. I think I did a little Bible. Okay, guys, we're going to read this Bible verse. (laughs) Brand new to Jesus. Those are places and spaces we still need to find and get to. In our, in our children's program, do you know that when I was at Dunlap Elementary in California, Miles Lind came to me, and he's, he was second grader, Miles Lind, and he's like, Mom, you know how there's clubs? What if I start a Bible club? I'm like, okay, bud, what does that look like? He's like, I'll bring my Bible, and then everybody else will bring their Bibles, and we'll stack them as high as we can. <laughs> I like it, Miles. 
Let's start there. And so I opened my classroom, and a lot of it's fear-based. I think in the public school systems, we don't want to do too much. We don't want to say too much. I'm just going to let you know, I've, I've wild abandoned, don't care about that, like come what may. I'm going to tell people about, I'm going to tell kids about Jesus. I know my credentials on the line. Well, Jesus' life was on the line. So I think that's okay. I've lost a job because of it. My first, um, my first job teaching ever, actually off of Olive at Paramount Academy. It's now an autism school. I taught there um, in t 2002. And um, I was taking sixth graders to youth group down in inner city Phoenix, which is a little sketchy now that I think about it. <laughs> Loading them in this suburban that I'd borrow from Lori, Lori and Tim Daly. I'm sure some of you have met them. Lori would lend me her little, little long car that had a lot of seats, and I'd pile sixth graders in them. I'd take them to Sam's Club, buy them a pretzel for dinner, and then take them to youth group, and I did it every Friday. The principal came to me, and she said, I'm going to have to fire you. I don't want to, but I have to let you go because you take too many kids to church. Um, they were, anyways, that's a long story. Don't worry, I've forgiven the, all, the, all the leadership there. <laughs> and what's really cool is so many of those kids are serving the Lord today. Um, well, yeah, for Jesus was, a, he's, it's amazing what he'll do if you just kind of like get your rear end into it. Like <laughs> get in the boat is kind of the deal, right? So my heart has always been, I want you to understand, my heart has always been not just to like bring kids to church, but to be church to kids. That's two different things. Do you have kids in your neighborhood? Um, do you see kids at church here? Yeah, there's kids everywhere. If there were no kids, we should probably be careful because that means we're, our planet is done. Like <laughs> we, we have kids everywhere. They're pretty accessible. We have to get creative on how to love them. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. So get ready. I'm going to help you. Don't worry. Okay. Now I'll go to my second point. Here we go. Point two, the di disciples didn't understand. And sometimes church leadership gets it wrong too. Ooh, this might sting a little. Not for, we'll talk about it. Church systems were put in place 50 years ago. Actually, who remembers how many of you grew up where you were under the pew and your parents made you stay at church for like 90, what felt like 95 years, and you had to be quiet and play with the shoestring that was on your shoe because you could not have cards or coloring books in church. And so you were resorting to your own nails, flesh, and shoelaces to have fun. Like, you're just like, this is the worst. I remember when um, I first came to live with Edie and my dad, I, um, she made me wear pantyhose. Anybody remember the pantyhose day? I was like, what is this? It's like skin. She's making me wear someone else's skin. It was so sweaty. Going to the restroom was like a whole, never mind. I'm still traumatized. In today's society, we do not make kids sit in services anymore. This is what's happened, and I'm not the only one that's figured this out. There's some others, some other people who have like generated some information about this. So I found, I've, I read this, um, I don't know, how long ago did I, I read this uh, blog years ago, and it's impacted my heart and really made me stop and think about why we do what we do, which is half the battle, right? 
So here we have, um, you can go to the next slide. There's a, um, it's an article called Family Ministry. I would challenge you to read it. It's online. It's by Timothy Paul Jones. He's got a whole blog situation. It's an old article, but it's so good. It says, um, it's talking about the one-eared or the two-eared Mickey Mouse model of youth and kids ministry. It's based on youth ministry, but it's super applicable to kids ministry as well. And before I explain what it's talking about, I'm going to just read the quote. And then we're going to sort of like chew on it together. Is that cool with you guys? So let's go ahead and come, if you can pull up that quote for me and I'll read it. Um, Build buildings to support segregation. And they will do it with excellence. Both the natural appeal of such buildings and the programming centered there will guarantee children and teenagers will only experience church life with people almost precisely their own age. Adults will find no way to bless children, much less even see them. Young people would be cut off from the richness of almost all adults' relationships. And most importantly, they will not see members of their own families until it is time to meet at their cars to go home. Why did we do it? Why did we say, kids, you go over there? Adults, you stay here. Youth, you go over there. There's probably lots of reasons, and I'm not saying it's the worst idea. But what I am saying is we can't rely on separate buildings all the time and expect our sixth graders, once they're done with kids' church, to come in here and know how to worship when they've had YouTube to watch the whole time. Can you understand what I'm getting at here? Now, here's what's magical and powerful and why I love, thank you, Pastor Lloyd and Judy, that we inherited such an amazing system already. Even though that system is at play here, we, we kind of push against it with Youth Sunday. That's what we're doing. We're pushing against that mentality that, well, we'll keep everybody over here in their little spaces, and then we'll pull them together. Well, we won't pull them together. We pull them together here. Is Youth Sunday your favorite Sunday? Because I know it's mine. I love it. I love it. I love it when I get to see youth up here worshiping the Lord. I do not care if they get a chord wrong. I don't care. I hope they do. This is the place where they can get it wrong. I hope they flub up a little bit because this is a safe place where they get to start using the giftings that God has put in them. I love it. I love it. And I want to see more of it. I want to integrate in children. I'll, I'm going to tell you a really sad story that impacted my heart and life for kids ministry for the rest of my life. And I will, it's a kind of a disturbing story, and I won't give you the church name unless you want to know about it later. Maybe I'll tell you if you give me a dollar. <laughs> I, only a dollar, yeah, a dollar for my secrets. Okay. Um, I was down, when I was in college, uh, down in Newport Beach area, I was going to a church. And one morning, I stopped going to that church forevermore because something happened. It was a pretty big church down there, and the pastor was speaking. There, I was about six rows back, and there was a mom with a baby four rows back. And the mom with the baby, obviously the baby was getting a little irritated and kind of getting a little noisy, and she couldn't calm him down. I could tell she was just about to take the baby out. And the pastor stopped and said, Ma'am, your baby is distracting me. Can you please go? That lady stood up and left, and so did I. We have to be okay with their noisiness. We have to be okay with their rebunctiousness. 
We have to be okay that they want to eat 70 donuts. But don't let them, unless it's an all-night youth night. That's fine. Our heart for kids is so important. And even though I think the disciples got it wrong, it's just that moment they accidentally got it wrong. How many moments do you feel like leadership just accidentally gets it wrong? And it's okay, because God's grace is in that. Just like in that moment, was Jesus okay with how his disciples did it? He did rebuke them, which I don't want to be rebuked by Jesus. But, like, he wanted them to understand his heart for kids in that moment. So good. Okay. My third point, and I'm moving along. Don't worry, because I'm almost done. Bring, okay, so Jesus commanded his disciples, this is my favorite part, remove all hindrances so that kids can get to me. Make way so all the children can come to me. I need you to visualize that. The church is called. He wasn't talking to their parents. It wasn't the parents he was talking to, because the parents, they, they did bring them. They were doing that. He was talking to his disciples. He was talking to the church. He was talking to you. You have the power to remove hindrances for the kids that go to streams today. You have the power to be a voice in every child's life here. But you can't ignore them. When they walk by, you have to be intentional. And there's one thing I know. I don't care how old a kid is, 17, and they're going to be like this. <laughs> but when you say, you look so nice today, this is the reaction. This is the reaction. But inside, they're like, oh, oh, oh. They just have really good poker faces. That's all. Don't let their reactiveness stop you from loving them. I'm calling out all my people in this church. Can we love even more the littles, please? Will you do me a favor and be more? And a lot of you are doing so well. So good. And I want to say thank you. But if a, cut, a kid runs by and you're like, wow, he almost bumped me. You can go chat with that child and be like, you almost bumped me, but I really like you. Let's have a fist bump. Love them and also correct them, but love them first. Sean gave the message of correct, um, connect before correct. This is so powerful with kids. If they're being wild, yes, I know. You want to be like, whose who's child is this running around a sanctuary? It's probably Miles. Whose child is this? <laughs> you can go tell him, uh, Miles, you, you shouldn't run. You might get hurt. But before you do that, can you tell him one thing that you do like about him? Dude, I like your shirt. Also, don't hit your head when you run in that pole, okay? <laughs> okay, moving on. The last thing I wanted to real quick t um, teach on or tell you about is I've changed things up in back there in kids' church. I'm bringing the fun because kids love fun, and we want to bring fun for them because if there's one thing that Jesus, I really believe, was is he was fun, and they felt that he, they were con he was connecting with them, there had to be some joy in him that was very contagious. Don't you agree with that? There's no way they would have been so calm in that picture if he didn't have something he was doing there. So we're bringing a lot of fun. I've in introduced um, like a 
Um, Bible Bucks, Sean helped me create these. You can show those. Those are pretty cool. So we've got stream live money that they're playing with back there. Um, there's a store they can come shopping at. We're doing all kinds of fun. And now here's where you get involved. And I'm super stoked to tell you about this. And it's going to take me only about five, five more minutes, maybe four. We are going to do our first ever, because like I said, we are beyond Sunday. And so before, and I know the harvest party was something that you guys would always do routinely. And when we were like, when streams was like 400 people, those things were awesome. And I want to celebrate how amazing they were. We're kind of like after COVID, kind of like refiguring things out and finding our place in that. Sean and I have been given the opportunity of have, having to do and kind of helping run a trunk or treat. Has anybody ever been to a trunk or treat? They're super fun. And we thought it would be really cool to try to introduce that in replacement of the Harvest Party because it's a wonderful activity and event to invite your neighbors to. It's so non-threatening, and it looks so fun from the street, like if you want to you wanna drive in. There's going to be bouncers, there's um, bounce houses, there's going to be so much fun happening, food, um, not bouncers, not like, <laughs> bounce houses, and it's just going to be a good time. Now, maybe you're like, I don't know what trunk or treat is. It's super simple. You just turn your trunk into like a game, like some sort of toss or whatever, you, and you house it with a theme. You give it a theme, so I, I can't wait to show you this. Sean and I are very traditional, and we've never really loved Halloween, so all my, like, conservative, like, oh, they don't do Halloween. We shut the lights off, and they don't even know we're home. <laughs> Except they do, and they always ding the doorbell. <laughs> but we don't answer it. If you're one of those, it's okay. We understand. We understand, and that's all right. Because what we're going to do is this, is, this is ours. We always do Christmas as the theme. And we offer hot cocoa, we play Christmas music very loud, and everybody's really confused when they walk by. It's awesome. <laughs> and I'm always like, Merry Christmas, little children! You know, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So um, this was ours. We can keep going. I'm going to show you some others that were awesome. We had a Monsters, Inc. I think they did, like, pin the tail on the monster, and they had all these candy. Um, keep going. Let's do another one. This one was fishing in her trunk. This person did a whole entire Snoopy theme. I mean, he went all out. I'm, I would love for you to go out all out. What's cool about this is you as a family unit can decide your theme and just get crazy. Have fun. So, I mean, you can literally do anything. Let's do it. Uh, look at this guy. He didn't really have any creativity, so we brought his cornhole. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. It works, right? And you see here, this person, this guy was awesome. He built a walk, walk the plank, and they had to do this whole thing where they were like doing Whatever you want to do, I know for one thing about streams is you guys are amazing, creative, and your ingenuity is top-notch. I'm so excited to see what you bring to this thing. So we have, well, there's just so many ideas. Tip the, you just decide it. You get to create it, okay? Now, so all we're doing is we're going to have you guys be the church to the kids. It's not me designing all these games. It's your brains. They're in for your heart for the kids in our community. Do you understand the difference? Here's some more. I, I, isn't there so many? Noah's Ark. Did you guys like Noah's Ark? I have a Plinko board if anybody needs it. Sean made it for my classroom one year. I will get, we will do all the candy and we'll be delivering candy. You don't have to worry about candy. You just come up with the design of your car, the theme of your car, and then I will give you a parking space and you just man that booth the whole, basically the whole night and kids come around and play the games. It's very fun. It's going to be a great time. Will you pray with me? Not right now, but pray. 
about your involvement in this. Is there anybody that's already like, yep, I'm in. Anybody I'm in? Yes, I love that. I love that. It's going to be such a good time. I think it's going to, one number one, it's a different kind of thing. We haven't done it here, so that's kind of fun. We're going to put a big old banner outside letting everybody know we're doing this the night of, and it's very simple. You just bring your trunk, decorate it, play the games all night. Two hours is all we're asking for. It's going to be a good time. So these are the ways that we are loving our city. Another cool thing is we're not doing it on Halloween night. We're going to do it on the Saturday before. And just so you know, for all of you that have children, the Sunday after, we're all going to be tired. So we're just going to have our kids in service on Sunday, that Sunday. So, and we're going to talk a little bit more furthermore about bringing our kids more often in church to show them reciting Bible verses, to show how important our leaders are impacting their lives. There's a lot more coming, but right now I just gave you a little peek about what we're doing back there. All right? Okay, um, you can come on up, Ryan. We're going to close it out. I have one last point as the worship team comes up, and um, let me tell you something. Oh, also, you do need to register online for the, you know how to do this. I don't need to go into this, right? Like, go to the, go to the website, do the registration. It's pretty easy. If you do have questions, Lori's in the back. We're also going to be collecting candy, so you can also do that as well. If you want to bring in candy, you can't do the trunk. You just want to bring in, donate candy, that's fine too. I just wanted to finish out. It says, truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. I just want you to understand, when you think about these little kiddos and your involvement here at Streams, if you can remember how much you needed a mom and a dad and how many moments, even if you had some problems with mom and dad, even if your, your story wasn't perfect, you still needed them at moments. And I just want you to understand real quick, I don't know if you know this, but have you ever looked at the difference from 50 years ago, about 50, 60 years ago, in the 1960s, 74% of homes had two parents. Today, we are under 40% of, par- of homes with two parents in them. We have to be better loving our kids, just like Jesus did. And I'm just asking you, not only come to these children with childlike faith, but come to the Lord saying, like, I want to love you like the little dudes do, because they do it the best. You should see them back there. They will scream so loud, Jesus' name, I'm almost thinking it hurts his ears. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. I want to pray for you. Can you guys stand up real quick? And I'm going to pray for our kids, too. Thank you for bringing your children. Lord, will you just um, give us your heart for the kiddos of streams? Will you give us a heart for the youth of streams? Will you allow us to be prompted to love them better and more like you, Christ? And will you also engage with us in a way that's foundationally like a father or a mother holding us tight? Will you encourage our faith to be more like the children that run to you, that want to be with you, that want to spend time with you, Father? And may we be a church that loves kids on the inside here at the church, but also loves them externally, Father. Will you grow our children's church program? Will you bring more kids? Because if more kids come, that means more families are coming. Will you grow our youth group? Will you be with Isaac as he does this work? 
teach us the rhythms and the echoes of your heart so we know what to do next, Father. We love you, and we thank you for the work that's gone on prior to this moment here, for every harvest party, every child that was hugged. I pray blessing over Brittany as she's over in Connecticut. I ask that you will honor every worker that has set foot back there and given a little of their time and a little of their hugs to love on our kids. Will you prompt our congregation to be a congregation that loves our kiddos, Jesus? It's not just my job. (laughs) It's our job. 